What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. One half of your favorite fat duo here. That's me. That's Tony. With my other half, Mr. Austin. Austin, buddy. How was your trip to Nebraska? You know, boring like all trips to Nebraska are, but... You know, we're, um, we're almost back. You got to see a memorable moment when you think about it. I got to go watch something that everybody, literally everybody does. I know, it's, it's, it's crazy. High school graduations are weird because, like, they mean something. Because, you know, like, you made it, but you're like, who the fuck can't do that? You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Literally everyone can do that, so it's kind of like, eh. but at the same time, it's it's literally that last tie that severs a kid from being a kid to an adult. It's like, okay, you're out there now, like it's it's on you now to figure it out, right? Which is kind of fucking scary, dude. Like most people graduate when they're like seventeen, right? Seventeen, eighteen. I mean, I didn't graduate till I was nineteen, dude, but that's because I got held back in fourth grade. And I think they started late, from what I was told. So, I mean, my story's a little different. I was already 18 in high school, so I didn't have any... I didn't have any issues, like, figuring out what I was It's more just the movie. Like, for lack of it, I didn't want to do shit. I just didn't have a plan when he decided he was going to... When you graduated, what was what was Austin's original idea for life ahead of graduation? There's a good time. Well, I was gonna go to University of Texas at Austin, do my four-year political science degree, and then go to graduate school at the Bush School of Government and Public Service at Texas A&M. Nice. And then nice. Uh, so I applied at UT. Got accepted, but then um, I sat down with a financial person and found out it's going to cost me $180,000. I was just about to ask what happened. And I was like, <laughs> no. He's like, fuck that. I'll just work at Wendy's and figure it out from there. Yep, so I talked to some people and they're like, you know, you could just get an internship on some campaigns, do a bunch of work, and make your way there. And that's right. what I did. Work your way up, essentially. Yeah, I fucking man, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I I fucking like, I went to school, graduated, and then come to find out. My mom's role was like, hey, college or job, get the fuck out of my house. And I was like, God damn it. I'm a pothead at this time. I have no motivation. I go to school just to avoid having to pay bills. But I still have no money and shit. I'm living off student loans. And I didn't even finish school. I made it through like part of my second year. And I was like, hey, I'm out. Went and got a full-time job. Started out as a dishwasher. Found out I was going to be a dad. Somewhere down the road, I think like after after like two years of working shit jobs, dude, I landed security and that's pretty much where I've been for like eight, almost nine years of my life. So 
And it's one of those things where that wasn't part of the plan, but I also wasn't thinking about it. I should have been, because when you're young, you're supposed to think about security and future. And of course, I was like the average kid, didn't think about either of those things. And now I'm fucking 30 and I'm trying to figure it out still. <laughs> it's kind of like, mm, I don't know, we'll see. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I, just, I don't think. Would be, high school Austin would be very upset at current Austin. He'd be like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, you're fucking up. <laughs> you're supposed to be in DC by now. That's what he'd say. Yeah, but fuck it, dude. I mean, think about it, dude. Like, you wanted it then. Do you still want it now? Um, if I was to stick by my original plan, I would be graduating right now with my um, master's degree in international studies and public securities. I'm not going to lie. That sounds really boring. But for someone that wants to do it, I can imagine it means something. You know what I mean? But damn, that's like how many... Wait, what year did you graduate? Remind me. 2015. Homie, that's like... God damn, that's a lot of years in school. Yeah. That's four-year political science degree. And a... Three-year um, master's program. Fuck, man. That's a lot of years. Some people go to school for, like, nine years and shit, just to become a doctor or whatever, you know? So it's fucking, like... Right. That's a lot of schooling, dude, just to do that. And, like, think of how often... How often a lot of people get those degrees and don't use them. That's the sad part, man. Like, I have credits that are still transferable, dude, and I'm just like, no... I wasted money. I wasted the government's money, but luckily I paid it off. So I mean, yeah, that's all assuming. That's all assuming I would have gotten my. I would have got even gotten into um graduate school. I I was on track to. Um, I had an advisor from the Bush School help me through it, but it's hard to get into grad school. So. That's what I'm told. Uh, I know very few people have done it, so I mean that's a that's a whole different ball game. <clears throat> you know, I think about it now. I really should have went after my dreams at a younger age because I didn't. Like I said, I was playing. I was living in the moment. I wasn't like thinking about the future. I was living in the now, dude. And I was like, ah, oh, fucking damn it! Now it's too late. But I think if I would have tried running for my dreams earlier i maybe could have made something of myself they always say it's never too late but i'm like dude it's um i'm 30 years old i should have had that by now at least like going for me luckily for me i got a paying job it's just not what i wanted to do so people if you're listening spread the word this podcast and it's terrible audio is what's going to make me famous you got to tell your friends about <laughs> it so i can quit my job and do this forever <laughs> but anyway how about uh, Elon Musk stepping down Twitter? Well, not stepping down. He's stepping down owner. Yeah, he's got more important stuff to worry about, like shooting cities into the sky. 
Hey, man, if anyone could do it, I think it's going to be him. Like, I really think that dude's going to be the reason we end up going to space, like, and to live on Mars. If we do it in our lifetime, it'll be because of him. Right, dude, he's fucking smart, but everyone has their opinion on him. A lot of people hate him because he's rich. Here's the thing, they used to like him because he was all like, I want to help people, but the second he started saying, like, hey, I don't agree with your woke shit, that's when everyone turned on him, ironically. And the fact that he was like, bro, I'm technically like African-American, like, don't get mad <laughs> That's the shit that pissed everybody off. They were like, oh, hell no. And that's when they started losing their cool. I like Elon Musk, dude. He's kind of weird. I think it's just the fact that, like everybody else, everyone wants to judge him because he makes mistakes like everybody else. But he's rich and famous, so anyone gives a shit. Always really Elon Musk. Yeah, no, seriously. If you can, be Elon Musk. I remember... I remember in like 2018, he had a he went on a big old talk about how I mean he was people say Elon Musk is ahead of his time and that's true. In 2018, he was talking about how uh, people were talking about how worried they were about overpopulation. And he said, that's not going to be a problem. In 10 years, we're going to have underpopulation. People aren't having babies like they should be. They're not having children to repl- and replacements. And now we're legitimately freaking out because people aren't having enough babies. Right. We're in a crisis right now, especially because like the new society is anti-children, anti-family. And I know that neither you or I are have a lot of room to talk about it because we're not. Neither of us are replacing above replacement rate yet. But I mean, I, I plan on having one more kid, but maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes from there. But it's true. A lot of people aren't having kids like they used to. Not not like back in the day, you know. So I don't know, man. I really don't like the we live these days. It kind of blows. It's weird because it's I the guess best thing is we both have we we still both have time. I know like forty five year olds with no kids. That shit's crazy, dude. That's where I'm like I'm not having any kids in my forties. That shit would suck. Speaking of having kids, Robert De Niro is seventy nine and he had another child. Oh my god. Yeah, dude, I heard that and I was like, what the fuck? That dude's still fucking at his age. That is crazy. I mean, I I would be too if I was the star of Goodfellas and shit. Dude. I'd be like, I'm going to go in there and fucking put babies in it. But I just don't know, man, because that kid's going to be 10 years old and his dad could die on him. <laughs> it's yeah. more, You know what I mean? It's what, more likely. What woman was like, oh yeah, I'm going to let Robert De Niro tap, my, tap me. That's, you're going to have real low standards at that point, I guess. Well, you know what it is. She's like, this guy was the star of Goodfellas. This guy is a millionaire. So I really do believe it's like more about money than anything. And that's what those guys don't give a shit, bro. That's why that's why they marry young women. They're like, oh, at least they'll leave me alone. <laughs> They're in for a rude awakening, of course. But yeah, someone was dead, but I'm gonna start sleeping with Robert De Niro. Maybe he'll leave me some money as well. 
<laughs> He's like, I just need to be like, hey, Harvey no Weinstein, put it on my face. Fucking guy, dude. So, there was something I wanted to talk about. But now I, um, yeah, I forgot. Hold on. What was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, did you hear about Trump canceling his rally and DeSantis showed up? No, I didn't see that. It was pretty fucking funny. I don't know what state it was in. I was just reading it a little bit ago, and it was like Trump canceled his rally last minute, so DeSantis showed up right after. I was like, damn, bro, that was savage. Now, here's a good question. We're getting close. We're creeping up there with this election. Do you believe that Biden actually has a chance for re-election? Depends on who the nominee is. If it's Trump, yes. If it's um, Chris Christie, yes. If it's Asa Hutchinson, yes. Why would people vote for this dumbass, dude? They're not voting for him. They're voting against the other guy. Yeah, essentially, man. But then they're just fucking themselves. This president is so bad. This has got to be one of the worst presidents we've ever had by far, economic-wise. I don't know, though. I mean, I guess there's been some shitty ones. We're getting pretty damn close to default. If we had a default, it won't be close. Jesus. The thing. You know, the thing. (laughs) This guy's a fucking moron. But, yeah, it's anything to keep fucking Trump out. He did have one of the hardest lines a president's ever said in my entire life. Which was? He said, this is America. We are the best. We own the fucking finish line. (laughs) We own the finish line, Tony. That is badass. Yes, this is very true. (laughs) We're not going to just win the race. We own the finish line. It's the same guy, though, that says white privilege... Or white supremacy is the greatest threat to America. Which is funny to me, dude, because it's not its not even close. Like, it doesn't even put a dent in the records, dude. Like, it's not even close. It's nowhere near, like, Al-Qaeda and fucking ISIS and all that shit. But, you know. China. For real, dude. Like, it doesn't even... It's not even close, bro. That's... It's definitely an agenda thing, for sure. I don't know, man. I don't fucking... I don't buy into all the race bullshit. And that's coming from a Mexican. I just, I don't see it, man. I even had a lady discriminate against me the other day. Well, like, don't I know. you know you could be a white supremacist now? Bro, who fucking said that? I know what you're talking about. She said it on TV. God damn it. It says you're not immune to white supremacy if you're Mexican or if you're Latino and black, right? Yeah. What a dumb bitch. Like, I think what she meant to say was, like, hey, you can still be racist, but she wants to be like, we still hate white people. You can be racist like them. White supremacy. Because that's all it is. They just, they hate white people. They don't want to say it, but they hate white people. And they're saying there are some Hispanics that are white nationalists because they also benefit from a system that benefits white people. Which is funny, like, anything to say, like, oh, maybe I'm the problem. Like, anything to get away from that, right? Anything to be like, oh, damn, 
maybe we're just spewing shit out our ass because I've heard that. I've heard people say like, oh, you're one of those racist Latinos. And I'm like, what the fuck? You benefited from the system. Like, oh, you mean hard work? Like, <laughs> you mean I, I worked my ass off? That's privilege? But, you know, fucking... These people are scum, dude. Like, I know you're not supposed to hate people, but I really hate these people. I can't stand them. I'm trying so hard to reteach, like, not hating people. But I hate white liberals, dude. And I hate black liberals, too. Fucking, like, I hate most liberals, actually. I I hate all liberals. I'm just going to say it. I fucking hate most of them. But there are a lot of really cool liberals. It's leftists I have a big problem with. Yeah, that's true. Like, the leftists, like, Socialists and shit, dude. Like, I've got problems yeah. with them. They're communists. America's evil. Fuck you. Right. It's so evil. You got a fucking sticker from Dutch Brothers that you put on your laptop. It's so evil that you can dress like a moron, dude. Like, Hot Topic is right down the street. They're selling it. I don't get how, like, stupid people can be and not realize how stupid they're really being. It's. It's phenomenal, dude. It's weird how stupid people really are. Now, the problem my... is we've got a bunch of people who are soft as elevator music, and it's despicable. I like that. That's pretty funny. That's much better than the one I was thinking of, which is like, we're not cut from the same cloth, your paper. <laughs> <laughs> that one's good, too, but I like yours, dude. Fucking soft as elevator music. <laughs> That's pretty good. They are, dude. They're, you can tell that people got, haven't gotten their ass beat. You can tell that people weren't raised a certain way. And I, I do blame some of the parents for it, but I don't know, man. To a certain degree, you got to blame media. You got to blame the teachers. Not all teachers, obviously. There are some very phenomenal teachers out there. But I do blame a lot of these fucking leftist teachers that are like, how dare these people want to protect their children? They're bigots. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, dude, but you're not going to teach my kid that he's a girl when he's clearly not. Dude, you see this um, bill they passed in Washington? No, what Where, is it? Like, so say you live in Colorado, and your kid runs, and your kid runs away because she thinks she's a boy, and goes to Washington. She could tell the people in Washington, like, hey, I ran with my parents because of this. And the state of Washington now has a law that says you do not have to report that you have the child in your custody. So it's legalized kidnapping. Yeah, exactly. That is crazy. Bro, that is so weird. Like, what the fuck? It's weird that we're a sanctuary state for kids that are allowed to mutilate themselves. Like it's it's this yeah, trans it's, shit uh, is so crazy, dude. It's a um it's a ridiculous um sanctuary state for children to chop their balls off. It's ridiculous. It is, it's weird. Like you'll never convince me to believe that doing horrible things to a child's body is okay. I don't care what you think, dude. Like where I work, there's the this guy that he owns a coffee cart that's in my building. And I typically go from him, like go and get a coffee from him, like once a week. It's like three ninety five, which is relatively cheap, but I'm still not paying for that. I go <laughs> once a week, and I see him one day wearing a shirt that says "Protect Trans Kids," and I was like, "Yuck!" 
I was about to not get get any coffee from him, but then I was like, well, I'm not really giving him money. I'm just giving him shopping money to go buy more coffee. He's getting like a buck off of me if you really think about it. And his coffee's fucking good. I'm just gonna suck it up. However, we're there and I'm like, hey bro, how's your day going? And he's like, Oh, I'm good. How about you, man? And I was like, I'm good. And what have you been up to? And he goes, just arguing with these fucking bigots on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, dude, I love arguing with idiots on Twitter. And he was like, God, dude, it's just the white supremacy these days. Like, <laughs> how, he's like, how fucking hard is it to like let people be themselves? And I was like, dude, I agree. How hard is it to let people be themselves, protect their kids from awful things? And like the second I said something, dude, his face changed, his tone changed. <laughs> and I was like, I was gonna like just attack him, but like, bro, you can say it. Like, this is your coffee card. It's your company. You can tell me to fuck off. I can't report you. Like, it's your company. <laughs> and and you're dressed all in security stuff, too. <laughs> dude, instead, like, he fucking just, like, took it on the chin. Because I think he realized that I'm a weekly customer. And, like, how much how much does he have to hate people for justice to realize he's losing money? <laughs> so, I think he was just like, what the fuck? He said nothing after that, dude. And I was just like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> protect trans kids that was a red flag as it is but i don't know man like i just um i understand the argument of let people be happy but i'm like yeah the thing is though man when you're under the age of 18 you are not allowed to make decisions for yourself you should not be allowed to make decisions for yourself we don't let kids thought. get tattoos that are 18 let yeah. alone shop mute completely dismember parts of their entire body right i'm like why the fuck are we like that's weird to me it's their right it's how they feel they're a fucking child though bro they're fucking their head isn't even fully developed yet that is so strange to me that they're like on board with that but it's like it's like i said you met a little kid it's like i'm a dinosaur do you think should we start gluing feathers to him dude exactly like what the fuck that's what's crazy about this. And I think a lot of people are waking up because I work with a guy who he is like a leftist in a sense, but he's also like aware that some of that shit is crazy. And he is very like, it's crazy dude. Cause he's a leftist, but he's anti woke. So it's really weird. I'm like, I think you're an independent, but you lean left. And he's like, yeah, maybe I just hate Republicans. And I was like, okay, but you also just said you hate people that are trying to like groom kids. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking liberal. That's what I was trying to tell him. I was like, dude, you're either he's an like independent. Tom Hanks. Right, he's more liberal, but he's also not all crazy. Like, yeah, let's cancel people that think that we should be protecting kids from being retarded and cutting off their genitals. If Tom Hanks is like going to war with people because they keep changing books. I saw that. He was tweeting shit. He's like, we're all grown ups here. <laughs> like, a bunch of people weren't having it. Like but being an adult, everybody's like, oh my god. I'm like, yeah, I can like Tom Hanks again. Exactly. Well, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Besides his politics, I've always liked Tom Hanks. And I love that his I best think, friend's a conservative. I think I think he may be the best actor of our generation. I'm right there with you on that. He's he's definitely up there. I mean, I I don't know, man. I guess I guess he he could be the best actor of all time because I can't really he, name very many people that are like even close. I mean, who would you name other than him, really? He has to be up there. I think, oh, like... We watched, my dad and I watched 
A Man Called Otto yesterday. Is that any good? I've been thinking about it. Oh my god, it's so good. There's a lot, there's a little, there's a little bit of like his, there's a guy and like his, it's um, Tom Hanks' wife died. She's a school teacher. And like some guy goes like, oh, I loved your wife. She was the first one who like used my new name and stuff when I came out as a tranny. Oh, hell no. Which made me just roll my eyes so hard. But it's like nice. It's about. He's <laughs> like, like, I'll forgive it. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a good movie because he's like going around. He's finding out like, hey, there's like. Outside of that one little outside of that, a couple little jabs. It's a really conservative movie, to be honest. Well, some movies are kind of going in that direction a little bit or like. You think you know the tone until you really think about it at the end. Like, oh, shit, I had it all wrong. For example, I just watched um, Evil Dead Rise. So for those of you that don't know, if you haven't been following the show, I am a fucking horror film fanatic, dude. I love horror films, and I'm a big fan of the Evil Dead franchise. Now, here's the thing. I wasn't looking forward to this movie because just like the last one they did, no ash. Ash isn't in it. Where the fuck is my Bruce Campbell at? Second issue I had with it is like the last one. It was a mostly female-led cast. This one, there's like a couple dudes in it, but it's strictly the females are the fucking the heroes of the story. And I'm like, ah, we got to do this woke shit again. But whatever, I'll get over it. I started kind of dropping off the face of the earth when one of the characters in the movie is like a a total social justice warrior and the mother in the film is like, dude, you're not protesting tonight. Like, forget it. And I was like, Oh boy, here we go. But then the best part about the movie dude is that they stayed original in the sense that evil doesn't discriminate. It kills everybody. It gets his fucking hands on dude. This film reminded me like why I was an evil dead fan. Cause like I said, I was kind of like iffy about the whole woke shit that they were throwing in there. And I didn't like that it was, yeah, okay, that's yeah, all female. I'm like, that's fucking stupid, but whatever. But it was forgivable because, like I said, they prove a point, which is like, dude, this chick's a social justice teenager. Guess what? That bitch is dying anyway. Like, this thing fucking, if you've never seen Evil Dead, I'm not going to spoil it for you. However, it's, in my opinion, it's one of the greatest, like, I wouldn't say the greatest horror franchise of all time, but if you're like a gore hound, which I am, I love seeing, like if you love movies where people are like walking outside and it's raining blood and people are getting gutted and shit, that's, this is your cup of tea. Evil Dead is meant to be like slapstick humor, scary at the same time, and extremely gory. This one is by far the least goriest I had seen out of all of them. It really wasn't that bad. However, it shows you that, dude, evil is not discriminating, dude. It's eating everybody. So, like, fucking... I kind of liked it. I was like, okay, it's not as woke as I thought it was going to be. And I started thinking about it more and more, and I was like, yeah, this movie wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But, you know, it made sense. They had to... Because, dude, I heard Joe Rogan say this, and it's true. Gen Z is where the money is at. And you got these guys that are making what's supposed to be like a spiritual reboot to a franchise that they grew up off of, like like I did. These young kids don't know what Evil Dead is. 
they made a movie where you don't have to see the old ones to understand what this is. But they kept it original, so I get why they're like, we got to include some Gen Z-esque shit in here. It's got to be marketed towards Gen Z. But again, the film isn't as woke as I thought it was going to be. I like that shit. Now, back to what you were saying about Tom Hanks. My Evil Dead Ran is over. Um, just that Tom Hanks is a god. I, I, I really think he is, man. I'm, I'm trying to think of actors that could even compare, and I'm... I don't know, man. Like Leonardo DiCaprio is my number one favorite actor of all time, but I wouldn't even put him up there as the greatest actor of all time. Fuck, dude, the list gets shorter and shorter. I was going to say Al Pacino, but I'm like, yeah, he's also done a lot of shitty roles, too. Tom Hanks has never disappointed me, like ever, dude. I've seen him in pretty much every movie he's ever been in. I've liked them all. The only one that I can honestly say I didn't like, I still kind of enjoyed. It was called... um, you have mail. Did you ever see that one? You have mail? I don't think so, no. Maybe I have the name of it wrong. I swear it's you have mail. But it's like, he's this guy that's talking to a woman through email. And what they don't know is that they've already met each other. They go to the same bookstore. And it's, a, it's a love flick. I didn't care too much for it, but it's still a good movie, man. Like, fucking... Tom Hanks is amazing, dude. I've never seen a movie that he was in that I didn't like. So it's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what other actor could even compare. And I can't say Clint Eastwood either, because that would be me being biased. He wasn't always a good actor. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to put a vote in, I'd, I'd definitely be putting my vote in for Tom Hanks. I think I have the name of this movie wrong. I'm trying. Oh no, no, no! It's called "You've Got Mel." I'm retarded. It was him and Meg Ryan, a really funky-looking individual. But <laughs> it's from 1998. But yeah, it's uh. So this, the plot summary or synopsis, if you will, is book superstore Joe Fox and independent bookshop owner Kathleen Kelly fall in love on the internet, both unaware that. He's trying to put her out of business. That's the plot. Now, it's a good flick. I didn't like it as much because I'm really not into like rom-coms or romance films, really. But it's Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks is always good. I've never, like I said, I've never seen a movie that he was in that I didn't like. I can't think of a lot of actors that I can say the same for. I mean, Robert De Niro. Again, I think he's a phenomenal actor. But, dude, he's done a lot of shitty films, too. He's... He's been a shitter, shitty actor in some of these, too. Who else? Hold on. I'm, I'm thinking. I almost said Matt Damon, but then I was like, no, he's been in some shitty movies, too. God damn, I can't even think. I was going to say Tim Allen because I love Tim Allen, but again, that's me being biased. He's not a great actor. I think I just like Tim Allen because he's an American. He's a... Bleeding heart American. And that's what I love about him and Tom Hanks is that they're basically like best friends. And they're the two most opposite people. Yeah, Tim Allen's like this awesome conservative guy. And the thing is, Tom Hanks is a a classical liberal. And those people can have conversations with each other. And be friends because they respect 
that they're they both coming from the same place. Yeah, exactly. Damn it, I just thought of someone that might fall on under the category because I've never seen a movie he was in that I thought was bad. Daniel Day Lewis. This guy is so good. I almost never recognize him, dude, because he gets so into his roles. I'm assuming you've seen some of his films. Austin's oh, like yeah, drawing yeah. a blank. He's really good. Oh, I thought you were like, I'm drawing a blank. I was going to say, bro, fucking There Will Be Blood, Gangs of New York, that Abraham Lincoln film he did. Like, he's another good one, but I don't know, man. Tom Hanks has a bigger uh, portfolio, if you will. So I guess if we had to do it so far, I'll say Tom Hanks is still number one. Daniel Day-Lewis would come in at number two. But yeah, I can't even think. I was going to say Denzel Washington, but dude, I've seen a lot of movies he's in that I just thought like sucked ass. Not necessarily because of him, but... He was, like, miscast, if you will. Like, I, I think there's some movies that he definitely shouldn't have been in. I was going to say Bruce Willis, but I'm like, nah, he's really not good. Well, I'll do an episode where we rank the top ten, our top ten favorite actors. I think we should. That would be kind of interesting, because I do like Ben Affleck. I think he's a good actor. The thing is, is he's done a lot of shitty films, too, especially in his early days. Goodwill Hunting, he was good in, but like, let's think about it. After that, he didn't do a lot of good ones until he started making his own movies. Once he was in control, that's when I think he did better. And like, Brian Cranston is also a good actor, but what has he really done other than Breaking Bad and like a few movies? Yeah, well, the thing with Brian Cranston is he's kind of a. He's more TV than he is movies. Exactly. I haven't really seen him in a movie that he was, like, the lead in. He's always been, like, a secondary character if he wasn't in Breaking Bad. He's in some new show now, too, but I, I don't have Showtime, so I'm not going to watch it. But, mm, damn, the list does get kind of, like, almost slim. Like, I would say that Alec Baldwin's a good actor, but he's been in a lot of shitty films, too. And he has oh, yeah. some shitty roles. Uh, um, I also think Alec Baldwin's a good actor. He um, um, he definitely didn't shoot, doesn't shoot people. I know, like, dude, I firmly believe that Alec Baldwin deserves people to stand behind him. And that's where I'm at. I stand behind Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Isn't he going to do time for that, or did he get away with that? Nope. Or is that... No, he's he's been completely cleared of all wrongdoing, and they restarted shooting. Well, they restarted and they stopped because the writer strike. They're like, we can we can forget about that, right? We forgive them. Hey, speaking of movies, did you hear the news about Beetlejuice two? No. Bro, I'm stoked. So they're, they officially announced that it is happening. This has been up in the air for years, but it is happening. Michael Keaton is coming back as Beetlejuice. Tim Burton is also coming back as director. Winona Ryder is coming back. In this film, her daughter is going to be played by Jenna Ortega, who is right now in the hot seat. Like, she's one of the number one selling actresses. Huh? She's blowing up. She has, dude. And, like, 
she's been in some movies that I do like. I won't say that she's a great actress. I think it's just the fact that she's the young, up-and-coming star. But I liked her in Scream 5 and 6. I did like her in the movie. <laughs> I remember watching her when I when I was younger, and she was on Disney Channel. That's what Chanel was telling me, that she was in Disney. Isn't that, like, stuck in the middle or something like that? I've never heard of stuck in the middle. Hold on, it's hot as fuck up in here. I gotta get my little puss fan out. It's about, um, like, a family with, like, eight kids or something ridiculous, and she's the middle child. It's like the baby gets all the attention, and all the older kids get attention, but she just gets, like, forgotten about all the time. So it's kind of like a modern day Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> it's like Jenna in the middle. <laughs> but you know, she's she's like yeah, she's got some she's box office numbers basically. Like I was looking at it, dude, and Scream Six is the highest selling of the franchise thus far. I could be wrong because I've read that from numerous sources, but they don't take into account that the first one made a lot of money. I think I know for sure it's the highest grossing sequel. It's made more money than two, three, four, and five. And again, she's she was in Wednesday, dude. She fucking that show. I think is kind of what made people go, "Oh yeah, she was in this and that." And now she's all fucking popular. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, Tim Burton had a hand in the Wednesday show. Tim, that that's Tim Burton. I was trying to like educate Olivia on that because she like loves Wednesday, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess." Well, anyway, I sat her down and we were watching um. Edward Scissorhands, and she's like, wait a minute. There's a lot of stuff in here that looks like from Wednesday, like that castle. Ooh, that looks like a statue from Nightmare Before Christmas. And I was like, Olivia, it is. It's Tim Burton. She's like, huh? And I was like, Tim Burton's the guy that made, like, Wednesday and Nightmare Before Christmas and all these other movies. That's why they all look the same. And she was like, that's weird. And I was like, yeah, bro. It wasn't always just, like, Jenna Ortega, bro. Like, it was always Tim Burton and fucking Johnny Depp. <laughs> they were the duo. They were, when I heard they were doing Wednesday, I immediately thought that Johnny Depp was going to play Wednesday. All right. That was my first reaction. <laughs> I was so, so used to him. I'm like, I bet you he's going to play Wednesday. That was my first thought. But Or he was going to have a role in it. However, I have not watched a single episode of it. Not because I don't care to see it. I just I'm not really an Adams Family person. And I'm not really a Tim Burton person, dude. I'm going to be honest. Like, I only like a handful of his movies. I liked um, Beetlejuice, obviously. That's a classic. Edward Scissorhands is a fucking good movie. I like that one. Nightmare Before Christmas is probably, hands down, his greatest film he's ever done. Every kid has seen it. I loved Batman, dude. Michael Keaton was my Batman. So, like, you know, I like a handful of his movies, but I hate a lot of them, too, dude. Because I'm going to just say it, dude. Tim Burton makes movies for emos. Oh, yeah, 100%. You didn't like Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> Fuck that movie, dude. I hated uh, Sweeney Todd. I hated fucking Corpse's Bride. I thought that was stupid. There's a lot of movies they did that I just thought was really just fucking retarded. I did like The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, though. That was pretty cool, too. Basically, a lot of the Tim Burton movies I liked are the ones where he didn't have complete control. <laughs> they were more like Hollywood production. <laughs> Because I've said, like, you know, I like Batman and all that. Like, oh, so you don't really like, like, real Tim Burton. And I was like, what do you mean? And people were like, because he didn't really have complete control of those. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. 
Well, I hated Batman Returns, and then like, yeah, that's because it was his own movie. I'm like, yeah, that's why it sucked. I'll say it, dude. Batman Returns blows. You don't like bat nipples? Mm -mm. Like, okay. I did like Batman Forever. I thought it was a little bit better. But then we got god-awful Batman and Robin. Holy shit. Worst fucking Batman movie I've ever seen in my life. That movie is fucking terrible. Even Lego Batman is better than that movie. Which I still profess, Batman Lego Batman sucks. I'll, I'll give it some credit because Will Arnett is funny voicing Batman. And it was a funny movie. It was a little kiddish. Like, did you ever see Lego Batman? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Well, remember, like, my favorite part was when he's trying to enter the Batcave and they're like, what's the password? And he's like, Iron Man sucks. <laughs> <laughs> or when uh, the beginning of the film, he's like, DC, the house that Batman built. <laughs> like, Will Arnett was funny as, a, like, a voice character for Batman. I honestly... Um, it's kind of hard to determine who is the best Batman, because... I'm biased. I like Michael Keaton because he was my Batman from my generation. However, Christian Bell did a fucking good job. I think Ben Affleck did a good job, too. He was just casting shitty fucking Batman films. Like, to me, as a comic book fan, Ben Affleck was the most, like, accurate portrayal in terms of comic book. But again, Christian Bell no, was fucking fired. good. You're fired. Nah, dude. Ben Affleck was the most accurate Batman comic book portrayal. Is a bunch of people's most accurate Batman. Yeah, you didn't read The Dark Knight Returns? Buddy, what Batman, Batman is Returns, best known for? The Dark Knight Returns. Batman doesn't go around slaughtering people. He shoots people. No. Okay, to be fair, it was a it was a rifle that had a fucking crossbow on it, basically. He was using it to knock somebody out. And here's the thing, too. People forget this. That whole part where he's killing people, that was a fucking flashback. That wasn't even a flashback. That was a dream sequence. That doesn't count. He literally drove the Batmobile with machine guns loaded on the front. Pretty Laying cool. machine gun fire into a building, into a crowd of goons. You don't, you're telling me right now, you fire two fully automatic tur- uh, freaking miniguns into a crowd of people, into a building. People aren't dying. True, people definitely died. Bro, that's the thing, though. Batman's, even in the I, old ones, dude, like Michael Keaton, his Batman definitely killed some people. Well, yeah, because Michael Keaton is going to be um, Flashpoint Batman, which is going to be so awesome. Oh, Flashpoint, yeah, we're seeing Flashpoint that. Batman was Batman's dad, and his thing was he used his guns, and he just shot people in cold blood. Bro. So you saw the Flashpoint Paradox, right? The cartoon movie they did? Yeah. Dude, it was cool how Martha was the Joker and shit. Like, that's fucking... It's a crazy what-if scenario. But I guess if we were talking, like, who did the best performance, not even counting, like, comic book accuracy, the best performance, in my opinion, was Christian Bell. Still is. The best Batman's... I can't believe I'm saying it. Is Robert Pattinson. It's he, and it's frankly not close. He did a he did good. Like I really did enjoy him. My biggest problem was just that he wasn't Bruce Wayne. Like when he was Bruce Wayne, he was still Batman. I was like, God damn it! He's got to find some like fucking. They got to fix that in the next one. 
are you going to watch the fucking Penguin show they're doing? Oh, yeah. 100%. Penguin's my favorite villain of all time. See, I never liked Danny DeVito as Penguin. I don't get why people do. I thought Colin Farrell knocked it out of the park, dude. He was fucking perfect. Perfect. Like, I didn't see that first. I was kind of like, what the fuck? They don't even look like him. That's why I liked it, because you didn't even recognize Colin Farrell. Right. It was perfect. I was like, damn, dude, this is good. I do kind of have my drawback with um the new guy that played Riddler. He was okay, but that wasn't really Riddler. That was like a whole different Riddler. That was more of like a serial killer. That wasn't... That was a wannabe terrorist. That wasn't like the Riddler I thought we were going to get. It, it was... He was much less um, showy than what Riddler usually is. But the thing is, that Riddler was so fun. Um, and it's one of those, they they kind of they they took Riddler and just made him more. They made him like the Zodiac killer in a sense. Yeah, they they kind of mixed that that uh, the thing is that they kind of mixed the Bane storyline from the Christian Bale movies and Riddler together. Yeah, I, it meshed pretty well, I thought. My my biggest problem is up until the you know the stadium fight with the new mayor being having her victory party or whatever. Yeah, at the Gotham Garden. Up until then, I think it is a perfect movie. I thought it was pretty good. It was long as shit. I was like, holy fuck. Like, that one was definitely more comic book accurate when you think about it. Like, that movie felt like a Detective Batman comic book. Yeah, I have been begging forever that I want a Batman that's a... That's a I want a Batman that's a detective. I want Detective Batman. We don't get it. And then we got it, and I was just so excited. Well, what sounds cool is Paul Dano, the actor that played Riddler, had mentioned that he was going to return, which is very, again, that's accurate to the comic books. Batman never killed the villains. They always just returned somehow, some way. So he is going to play a role in the next one. Maybe then we'll get a little bit more of a full-fledged version of, like, how his Riddler will look like minus the mask and shit. Hopefully they don't put him in a ridiculous outfit like they did with Jim Carrey. However, dude, because I liked Jim Carrey, he was like, he was perfect for that time. He was the perfect Riddler for that movie. Like who else could have pulled that off? It was just the ridiculous tights that fucked it up. Oh, and the corny ass one-liners. I, I, I just... Until the mat, until the Gotham Garden scene, I think it's a perfect movie. The Gotham Garden it thing has a problem, a bunch of problems where it kind of undermines Riddler a bunch. It makes his character kind of muddled and weird. But I mean, I think it's a perfect movie. Well, it's definitely like darker. You know, it, it's cool that they kept it PG-13 because they wanted to market towards kids. Obviously, that kind of makes sense. I think my only issue with it was just the fact that it was long as shit. It felt fucking long, dude. It really felt like a three-hour movie. 
Whereas the Dark Knight movies didn't feel that long. I mean, they felt pretty long, but not nearly as crazy. The cool thing about this, though, is like I said, it's more accurate in terms of comic book atmosphere. Like, it really feels like a comic book. You don't know what year it is. You don't know, like, what's what time frame it is. It's just always fucking dark, which is Batman. I didn't care too much for the chick that played Catwoman, but she did an okay job. Like, she was believable to be a jewel thief. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't quite say that was Catwoman, but it was definitely, like, up there. That was pretty close. And I thought all the... Um, all the stuff with, like, the early Batman, like, learning from his mistakes and shit was cool. Like, the parachute scene where the fucking thing doesn't work. And he learns right from the get-go, like, that was a stupid idea. We gotta work on that shit. Yeah, or he just gets completely wrecked by that semi, by that freaking bridge. I will say this, dude. I think that his Batman had the best Batmobile. That shit was fucking cool. It was super realistic, even though it was goofy and corny. That was a cool fucking Batmobile. Yeah, definitely. The ugliest Batmobile, dude? I'm going to say it. The Dark Knight trilogy. That had the ugliest fucking Batmobile. Dude, but it's so cool. No, it's cool. Like, you're like, that's tight, but that's not a fucking Batmobile. Like, that's a tank, dude. That's a fucking tank. But then again, look at the Batmobile in the Michael Keaton movies. Like, I loved him as Batman, but his Batmobile is really fucking... That shit looks like a toy. That looks like a fucking toy. 100%. The thing is, the Batmobile from... Um, the Bat- My favorite Batmobile is Ben Affleck's Batmobile. Oh, that thing is fucking cool, dude. That one was cool, too. But um, that Batmobile from the Dark Knights trilogy, when he's driving and he hits that um, grappling hook and drives up the side of that building, that was pretty cool, yeah. Dude, he's just tearing like, through roof tiles. That's awesome. I thought it was. I thought that the like the motorcycle they had, the bat cycle, if you will, was much cooler, dude. That thing was fucking cool. How the wheels could tumble and shit. Yeah, that thing was that was pretty tight. And then I loved the Batwing, dude. His Batwing was fucking cool too. It took forever, but we finally got it. I think my only real complaint with those movies is that they don't follow the storylines at all. Like, this dude, he admitted he wasn't really a big Batman fan because he wasn't really into comic books, but he took them and he was like, how can we make these more realistic? Let's take plot elements and we'll make our own story. So it works. Like, the Batman Dark Knight trilogy is the perfect example of you don't need to follow the source material, but you can still make a good movie. So, you know, it worked. That's cool, but they don't follow the comic books very well. But neither do the old ones either, dude. The old ones, they're kind of like, they just like fucked around the timeline. When it when it comes to like story beats, I don't care if you follow it exactly or not. My I, big thing is do not fundamentally change the character because you're not good enough for writing a story to highlight what this character is. That is the problem with so many Superman movies. These writers suck balls. Here it comes. And they, <laughs> and they can't. These writers suck horribly. And because they suck, they can't um, write a good, they can't write a good character, Superman. So they fundamentally change the character 
make a completely different character and just slap the name on him, and it ruins the character, like they do in Man of Steel, where they write a century uh, movie, but go, oh, well, we can't sell it. We can't sell this movie with a century with century as the main character. So let's just slap Superman on it, and it should be okay. And then, the, then it was great, phenomenal. And still comes out. And if it was a regular movie, like a century movie, people would have been like, "Oh, that movie was pretty okay." But as a Superman movie, it's not Superman. It's some random magical planet dude who comes down, has none of the values, has none of the um, none of the um, holds none of the same values. Sucking best Superman period. Has none of the same. Um, he vaguely looks like Superman, and that's all we get. That why that's Superman. He's got the same name, got the same girlfriend. He's got some of the same friends, and he and he looks vaguely familiar, but he has none of the charm. He has none of the. He has none of the morals. He has. He doesn't stand for the same thing. He does. Uh, he doesn't fight the same way. Nothing. It's just a bastardization of Superman, so they could sell tickets because the writers suck at writing Superman movies. Second best one, right behind Richard Donner's Superman. <laughs> no, you, if people at home want to see a great Superman, Superman and Lois on the CW. I didn't think I'd ever say it, but the best Superman ever put to television or TV. Television or movies is Superman from Superman and Lois. I still haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it, but I heard they're not going to renew it. Did you hear about that? I did. And it makes it's me kind so of disappointing because it's their highest selling one thus far. Yep. I mean, I thought Arrow was good, but then, like, when everybody started coming back by season three, I was like, this sucks. Like, every fucking person keeps coming back. It's a drama, it's a soap opera, comic book fucking series. And there's talks that um, DC is going to reboot their entire universe. This whole Flash movie might be changing because apparently it's amazing. Dude, I can't wait. Like, I loved Michael Shannon as General Zod and Man of Steel. That's what sold me on it. And he had said he didn't want to play the character because he was disappointed with Man of Steel. But then he read the script and he was like, holy shit, this is a good fucking General Zod character. So, like, He's going to be the villain. He's one of the villains in this. And I'm like, dude, I got to see because I loved him as General. Michael Shannon's a good actor, too. I wasn't a fan of Russell Crowe as Superman's fucking alien father. That that shit was kind of stupid to me. The whole 15 minute battle scene could have done without it. I thought they did better with Marlon Brando and Richard Donner. But again, you know, apples, oranges, whatever. Um, DC is going to be probably rebooting their franchise and there are talks that Tyler Hoechlin will be the new Superman and if that is true I'm going to scream like a little girl and go see the and be the first one to see the new Superman movie I'll check it out I'm, I'm interested to see what happens I know that Ben Affleck said that this is probably his last appearance as the character we'll see though he's been saying that for like a couple movies now like oh this will be my last and then he keeps coming back yeah, well, the thing is, um, if this movie's really good, they may have no choice. They may have zero, no choice but to keep the DCEU going. Because Aquaman 2, I've not seen it yet, but apparently it's really good. 
So apparently Aquaman 2 is really good, and apparently Flash is really good. So, and so that's all true. They might not have a choice here. Yeah, they might have to reuse them. We'll see what they do with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 2 was fucking terrible. Wonder Woman 2 sucked. It was so boring, dude. I hated it. I was like, this is gay. And I hope they do what they've been doing, which is like reboot the franchise or reboot the universe. Keep the Batman in there with Robert Pattinson and keep Walking Phoenix as Joker, but make them have nothing to do with DCEU. That would be fucking cool. Because then we have numerous versions. Yeah. I'm all for them continuing this um, thing they have going where it's like, oh, there's multiple universes. Like, right. I'm cool with that. Walking Phoenix Joker's here. In this universe, it's whatever his name is, Jake. The kid from Dunkirk. That's what I keep saying it. <laughs> good um, film. Yeah. He'll be good. Do that. Do that. Exactly. Shit, man. We've hit the end of the road because Tony's got to get up and do his government job, unfortunately. Fucking hate it. <laughs> but if you guys enjoyed this episode, you'd like to check out more, go to thegreatgirthpodcast.com where you will find every single episode we've ever done, including the terrible audio quality that comes with them. That's what we are. We're like a garage band. Just we're a garage podcast. Well, more of in my daughter's room in Austin's case in his basement. That's how this works. That's that's where the magic comes from. So again, that is the great growth podcast.com. I am Tony here with my buddy, Austin, Austin, sir. I'll catch you on the next one. Don't forget to text Nikki to four, eight, three, two, four. Damn right. <laughs> I'll see you later, bro.